The His Girl Friday podcast is brought to you in part by Messenger Fellowship, living the kingdom, fulfilling the call, proclaiming the truth. How's it going, everyone? This is yours truly, Cameron J. Fry with His Girl Friday coming at you. It's about 7 p.m. Central Time, Sunday, October 24th. The year is almost up suddenly. We're just about down to two months left on 2021. And I'm looking at the time distance between now and 2022. is essentially the same amount of time that has passed since Liz was admitted to the hospital in mid-August. And we're now day 64, 65 of this Jubilee journey. And by that, I mean since she's been delivered, uh, celebrated her second month of survival on Thursday, October 21st. So she is pressing through one day at a time. And as you may have guessed, we're still going to talk about some NICU life lessons learned and really, before I continue with this particular episode, I just want to say thank you. On behalf of Liz and myself, we appreciate all of you for bearing with us during this stretch. We know the content rhythm has been disrupted of sorts, impacted by these recent events, and not just uh, Jubilee and, and going to the NICU back and forth, but also just the displacement of home. And there's a lot of remodeling going on uh, to the extent that my family of five, of course now six, but as far as non-NICU family is concerned, uh, the flooding that took place a couple, uh, actually two weeks ago, <laughs> um, in-house, uh, you know, we're, we're hanging in there, all that being said. It, we, um, for those who might be tuning in for the first time, Liz was admitted to the hospital on the 13th, and that started a 50-day journey, uh, just living with the in-laws and adapting on the go, and initially not being sure how long she was going to be in the hospital uh, turned out she only had to we only had to wait eight days from her admission date to the point that jubilee had to uh, come via emergency c-section and uh, born at 25 weeks certainly not the youngest preemie you've heard about most likely um i know that 23 weeks is a standard dividing line these days as far as um what you know as far as hospitals being able to sustain and, and have the measures and the tools to keep someone alive that young really uh 25 weeks it's certainly not the the youngest case but one of the younger cases for this particular branch of centennial medical center here in nashville tennessee so um really regardless whether you're 23 24 25 26 weeks it's a miracle you, you know you're talking about a miracle baby getting to this point each day is a gift, and as I often pray, Lord, we we ask not for a miracle. We ask you continue the miracle. The miracle is imminent, and it's and to tie that prayer into today um, again it goes back to that heart of gratitude I was referring to earlier. One thing that I want to do each time I record something and brand it under the His Girlfriend umbrella is to take the spirit of Habakkuk 2, uh, two verse 2, I believe. Uh, 
write down the vision, make it plain on tablets so he may run who reads it. Essentially documenting the revelations of God as he tends my heart and lists his heart during these trying times and making it clear what it is he's teaching us, what are some practical life lessons that you, the listener, can take from it, even though our struggles and difficulties, our challenges are different. As far as it be with me, I, I had that burn to be faithful by, uh, you know, not going silent. As much as I want to go silent sometimes, uh, sometimes I just feel so overwhelmed. I feel so drained and exhausted. I, how can I have the energy and the bandwidth, Lord, to share what's on my heart? It's hard to be around people because I don't want to... I don't want to be emotional. Um, and uh, as much as I want to be heard sometimes, as far as just this man's heart cry and wanting to be strong and, and just needing people and, and mentors and friends to just occasionally lend that shoulder I could lean on. Ultimately, it's... God who I'm relying on and providing that source of strength and that confidence that despite the hurdles in front of me, each one of them is not clearable. It's not just clearable, but they will be cleared in time. So the heart of this author is pure. I really, I actually believe I could get out there more and, and not be afraid to actually do some direct leaning on some of the people that God's put in my path. But, um, as an introvert who is going through an emotional time, the tendency to withdraw and isolate is real. And at the very least, I feel like I could share what's on my heart through the written word and also the verbal word through these podcasts. Eventually, Liz and I are going to reach a finish line with a return to normality. We, we don't know when that is. We hope by the end of the year. It's easy to divide things up by then. And honestly, there's a good chance that you'll be still in the queue January and you know, the the holiday homecoming we're hoping for is suspended and has to be put out a little bit. Whatever the timeline, we've learned to defer expectation to the point we almost have none. It's just whatever the Lord intends, we're tethered to His will, we're anchored to His will, uh, we're anchored to His sovereignty as well, and we press on boasting in the goodness of God and the perfections of Christ. Uh, that comes from Philippians 3.12. It's been in my heart lately. Not that I have already obtained it, the goal of being Christ-like, or have already been made perfect, but I endless actively press on so that we may take hold of that perfection for which Christ Jesus took hold of me, slash us, and made us his own. Um, there's going to be another time. I know, listen, we're eager to launch into our own, our own pod series uh, to talk about the Jubilee journey. I've talked about my vantage point, but Liz's vantage point is very unique. It hits even a more emotional tune, a more raw and real uh, depth than I could provide because, again, I wasn't the carrier of Jubilee. I've held my wife's hand, and I've uh, my perspective is more aerial in nature, pioneering a family through this, you know, the change. And though there will be a time to talk about just how it's impacted family and futures, and um, but really want to bring it home in how we can all learn from this because God doesn't want what we learn from him by spirit to be siloed in our hearts where it's just a direct encouragement to us and 
we carry on. No, it's meant to be shared. Not We can't bear something unless we first share it. And it starts with the person who's going through the suffering a lot of times. And I'm not going to say that suffering, God plays it like a relay reel. And it's just like, okay, it's so-and-so's turn to really have at it. And so let's, um, you know, let's all <laughs> go Joe Blight on, on Cam and let's open up the floodgates and see, you know, how he's tempted, or, you know, how we can test him. I do think that there's bulls, there's legitimate bullseyes on our back sometimes, um, but instead of just thinking that this has been orchestrated from the beginning of time, and maybe it was, but uh, I like to think that we are fallen. We live in a fallen world. We are weak. There's weaknesses and frailties and things that we. There's just so much that we can't control. And um, as far as God allowing things to happen, I think sometimes we can get into dangerous territory there. I think it's more, we, should, we should be more concerned about what is he trying to mature and grow and develop through this. Nothing takes him by surprise. Uh, a lot of times we're like, God, why, why didn't you protect me? And it's like, well, actually, I'm, I'm seeing the other side of that. It's just um, I needed to go through this. Listen, and I, we, together, we need to go through this uh, to come out stronger in our faith and also stronger as a couple and as a family unit. Uh, as believers, as, as men and women of faith, as a man and woman of faith, I should say, and we see the evidence of that. It's not, each day is not a perfect one. I mean, there's there's days, there's a lot of tears being shed behind closed doors. Um, but that's what I'm trying to say. Just because the tears a lot of times need to be behind closed doors doesn't mean that the revelation, the insights from God have to be kept as well. So I wrote this on Friday night. I had a really profound run uh, about midday, I like to, days I work from home, I like to run uh, during my lunch hour, and it's, I run for a lot of reasons, it does help calibrate, I mean, I get the endorphin rush, the runner's high, it's great to feel that, it's not just a coping mechanism, it's something that, it's just a habit that I've flexed in the practice my entire life, really, since I was in middle and high school, doing track cross country, um, it helps keep me sane. I feel stable coming out of each workout, and I enjoy the the health benefits. I mean, it's um, maybe not the perfect most perfect eater in the world, but uh, I do have a an orientation towards healthiness, and you know, wanting to watch what I consume and put into my my body, and I do that because I'm aware of just. When I run, um, I'm utilizing that energy, and you're probably like, "What, Cam? What's what's going on?" It's just I know that when I run, I'm more than just exercising. I'm communing with God, and just every life choice, I, I see it's tethering into how it comes back to abiding with Christ, fellowship with God. And how do we do that? And how, do we see work as worship? Do we see even just our favorite activities as worship? Running has become that up the mountain. Here we go with God. And so it's just, it's, yeah. So probably a, a random anecdote with the whole, you know, just being calorie conscious and, and whatnot. But uh, I like to put myself in position to have a good run so that I can not be distracted <laughs> um, and actually, I'll, I should say, uh, I was telling, I was talking with my dad on the phone. 
running these days, it's, it, there's a metaphor to how I feel in this season. It's the runner's high paired in tandem with a cramp. I feel both sides right now. I feel the runner's high, just the exhilaration of relying on God and that dependence reaching new depths and or even new heights, I should say. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, I'm hurting. I'm in pain. I'm suffering, and I don't want the suffering to be... That's the thing. Sometimes I want to be silent and quiet because I don't want suffering to be this banner. It's like, everyone, look at me. You know, the whole torn robe and, you know, ashes on the head thing. That's not who I am. I don't want to draw negative attention to myself. I want to point people to Jesus. That's why I write. <laughs> uh, I may be weak. I may be frail. But I can point people to Jesus even when I'm... I still have habits that need to be purged. I still have generational strongholds and, you know, sinful patterns active in my life. That's one of the things I'm learning through all this is that I don't have to be silent until I get, you know, perfection. This side of heaven doesn't exist. I certainly want to become more like Christ and make sure that I'm taking the appropriate measures. Um, sometimes it's not abandoning the fellowship of the saints to, you know, fasting, uh, being committed, um, uh, Again, what are you putting into your system? I talk about what you you know what I eat to position myself to the run, but spiritually, how do we how are we positioning ourselves to go up the mountain with God when we need to, uh, get away and retreat with Him when we need to, on the go. So, a lot of this, I'll just read it and um, and we'll just go from there. I'll try to keep this under twenty minutes. I have a confession to make. And I know it may sound weird to some, but in short, these past few months, I've been somewhat selfish, somewhat swollen, with heavy margin, centered on the artist known as Jubilee. The final quarter of progeny at halftime in the NICU with a score only heaven knows. Each day, I wake up and take down a familiar theme. God, keep her alive, keep her strong, keep her going. I say to myself, so one day she will rock the nations and be the light in the darkness you've always intended her to be. A prayer and fair intent set free from spare lament. Yet deep down a different tune, rendering. Oh me, oh my, myopic me. If only I wasn't so short-sighted, maybe I could have spared the vanity and perhaps considered the pressing present. For while it's easy to tie Juby's survival to her future, the reality is her future is now. As her middle name suggests, the key to any solved mystery is surrender. As if the etymology was a clue all along. The truth is, as much as Liz and I cling to Emmanuel, we can't neglect Hosanna. Yes, God, keep Juby in perfect peace and perfect health. As her preemie mind is steadfast on you, knowing she's been purchased at a price. But oh, would you start something here at the NICU to save the lost and the empty walking through these doors. As much as we believe you'll use this life, use it now to share the wow of what and who you're, you consistently are. A thread in the tapestry, not the tapestry itself, sow us into your supernatural intentions, refresh and restore this land on which you, not us, are the epicenter, and forgive me for thinking the miracle of her survival is enough. It's not enough. It's only the beginning. So keep me humble, 
to your next and together we will get there. As you survive us today and revive us again. So bringing this for a landing, the conviction I've been feeling lately has been one of self-centeredness. And I have grace for myself because this brand, if you will, is certainly not intentional and it's easy to fall into this type of rut, I suppose. And I think that if we find ourselves resonating, we should have grace on ourselves. When you have a a beloved friend, family member fighting for their life, it's easy, it's so facile to equate the success of outcome of the storyline to survivability the miracle of God being synonymous with survivability and it goes so beyond that I mean that's kind of where I've been this month Uh, Lord thank you for sustaining her by all means may that miracle again that's already imminent sustain itself but I would be at fault I have been at fault for thinking as long as as great as it is, as long as your breath's in her lungs and Juby's lungs, that the miracle is preserved, that you are being glorified. And, you know, even down to the exercise, like the manifestation of faithfulness where, you know, listen, I, we're not being silent. We're, sh- we're very much being transparent and vulnerable with these life lessons, with what we're observing with what we're experiencing, with what we're feeling. But the miracle of Juby's life is, again, not just that she's breathing today, but that she is blowing people's minds to the glory of God. So, you know, talk about survivability for the glory of God so that, you know, but even if Juby's days are numbered in the short term, the impact that she's had Christ in us Christ in her God working all things for good it's having an impact at the NICU at Centennial Medical Center nurses practitioners even doctors they're having they're not just raising their eyebrows they're, we're having conversations with him tangibly you know hearing Wow, you know, this is just something that we haven't seen before. And you could just see internally, there, hmm, you know, there is something different about this. There is a power in prayer. Because there's something that modern medicine and technology, it doesn't fix everything. It's not the WD-40 hospital style. You know, as much as I am, again, appreciative of the advancements that have come of age. I mean, 20 years ago, it's probably doubtful Jibby would have made it this far. But the fact is, it's 2021. We don't rely on medical technology advances alone. We rely on a higher power that, through that power, sharpens the discernment of man, again, to and for the glory of God. And these nurses, you know, we're not being shy. You know, we're blessing them. We're giving them 
uh, care packages. Like you're carrying, like it's the least we can do. <laughs> you're caring for our daughter. You're helping keeping her alive. The wisdom imparted in you, the skill set that you are, that you have tended and faithfully uh, worked on your entire life. You're, you're sowing seeds into Juby's life. We want to sow back. Uh, but God, you're ultimately doing the sowing on both sides of the fence here. Breaking down that fence, uh, as Liz would say, I mean, what I mean, we have nurses that don't agree with our spirituality per se, maybe even our um, medical life choices and leading up to this point, which, you know, some of them haven't really been relevant to Jubilee per se, but the miracle, the wonder working power of God, even if it's just a sliver, a faint glimmer, a shadow, <laughs> that's being seen and felt and heard. And the prayers that are being poured into by so many people around the country, even in different nations on Jubilee's behalf, they are having a ripple effect. The permeating beyond just the the life support unit that she's on, the ventilator or the oscillator. Sometimes I forget what she's on exactly, but I just know that the whatever the wires and tubes she's hooked up to, the again, that ripple effect is going out forth and reaching hearts and challenging people to think that maybe there is more to life and maybe this God, there is a God above who is good, who is sovereign, who hears us, is there for us. That there is a higher reason for living that I've settled for and misted the chaos and confusion of recent, you know, the past year and a half or beyond, depending on the individual. there's something radical and real and that there's something loving you know it's just captured by an innocent babe Emmanuel Hosanna we're going to merge them together they've been compartmentalized it's probably <laughs> the bottom line I could have gone to a lot sooner in this, in this recording I've been separating the two and they, they're supposed to be joined and one not the other Hosanna God saves but he's he's been near next to us the whole time and he wants to be near and next to you and there for you. And there's that pending, that temptation to be like Hosanna, asterisk, pending, depending on, you know, how long she lives. It can we bring her home, whether the complication is going to be. No, it's indefinite. Like there is a Hosanna and an Emmanuel to be pressed into, tapped into, and celebrated at any point we're alive. And, and Jubilee's life is, in fact, putting a exclamation mark to that so that's what I wanted to get at through all this and I'm very thankful that just for so many things but certainly the generosity the benevolence the the prayers love and support that listen I have experienced over the last couple of weeks and months it's unbelievable and you know someone who is again post EMDR now who still has to wrestle wrestle through certain cynicisms, uh, seeing the goodness of God being diligently demonstrated through the heart of the saints, uh, people at work, etc. It's just been phenomenal to watch. I'll never forget this stretch ever, not just because of Jubilee verbatim and just the ups and downs of the season that come with having a NICU baby, just the audibles left and right each day is its own. But just being able to, like, wow, 
for all the times I just want to shake my fist at God, like, you know, I know you care, but where's the care from, from other people? I've never been so happy to be wrong. I suppose this through this season. So anyway, that's it. Thank you guys. Hope you have a wonderful rest of the week. Hopefully you, if you made it this far, I applaud you. I know that sometimes I come across as rambly sometimes, but again, I just want to be faithful and diligent as a, as a messenger, as as a tablet recorder. I actually was reading this back at 2.2. It's just uh, make it plain on tablets. And I'm like, that's so hilarious because stones back then, but there we have a literal tablet or definitely the evolution of tablets. <laughs> um, whoever is reading them on a, on a screen, it's certainly, uh, you just muse at how, how far we've come or how little we've come over thousands and thousands of years. I don't know, but making a plane, writing the revision, that's what I'm about. And that's really what his girl fight about as a whole. We want to continue doing this next year and we're going to be able to talk about more, you know, getting back to the marketplace with our content. But for now, we're in the NICU with our content. So we thank you for bearing with us and allowing us to share our hearts with you. As I always say, I'll catch you on the fry. Have a good night. Peace.